0: I trust you were listening to what David said well and his concern right in his last few comments. What word did he use that his, he, he was concerned about that we would put correctly? What, what word did he say three times? Response. Exactly. Now, I did not talk to David about what the message would be about this morning, but uh, the Lord knew. And... um the title of the message this morning, I've said it this way, Responses to the Post-Resurrection Appearances of Jesus. Uh, children, I'll, I'll say that. I'll, I'll say it in a com- maybe several sentences here so everybody can understand what we're talking about here this morning. So, so uh, people, there were people that saw Jesus soon after he rose from the dead, and uh, as they saw him, uh, they they responded in various ways. And so that's what we want to look at in the message this morning. Responses to the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus. I'm suggesting that... uh, at looking at, at these scriptures that we will look at this morning, that uh, maybe we, we, this could help us in, in four different ways. And it, it could help us in more than that because the Holy Spirit can take some of the things we say and some of the scriptures we look at this morning, the Holy Spirit can take that and apply it to your individual and personal life in a way that, of course, I cannot. And so it could strike us in, in more than just four ways, of course. But in looking at this, uh, realizing the people that, that saw Jesus soon after he rose from the dead, then is, is uh, shows us the fact and verification of the resurrection, of his resurrection, And then some of these responses or or these responses uh, will show the humanness and and naturalness of the the people that responded. And of course Jesus knew that they were human and and that they would respond in a natural human way. So we will see that. Um, Furthermore, hopefully we can learn from from the positive responses. Well, maybe we can learn from the negative responses, too, if you want to c- put them in categories of negative and positive. I'm not sure that we should do that, but at least uh, if we want to say positive, hopefully we can learn from positive responses of, of those that, that uh, he appeared to shortly after his resurrection. And then, fourthly, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to... To help us in our responses to Jesus now. And help us in our responses to his word now, today. It's interesting that um, three different places in the scriptures kind of just go through really quickly and, and speak about those or some of those that that Jesus appeared to shortly after his resurrection. One of them is in the the Gospel of Mark, and we we won't turn to that one, but I would like to turn to to two of them at other places. Uh, The first one being Acts chapter 1. So I invite you to Acts chapter 1. I would like to read the first 11 verses of Acts chapter 1. Again, reading from this passage and then another passage, just to uh, help us see the, the recording of various people, one after another, that, that, that he appeared to, uh, that's recorded here in history uh, shortly after his resurrection. Acts chapter 1, the first 11 verses. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, By many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but... Ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he saith unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive the power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these th- things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Of course, um, they saw him there. A number of them were gathered there when he ascended into heaven. But notice um, verse 3 to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So there, the writer here, Luke, writing here in this book that we call the Acts of the Apostle the, of the uh, Apostles um, Just in a short one uh, verse right there um, reminded us of his many sightings, of his many appearances, various appearances, uh, in unmistakable ways to various ones over a 40-day period. And then uh, the concluding of those verses that I read, um, they were there. There were those there that were with him, and saw him and had relationship to him just before he uh, ascended in, into heaven <clears throat> Now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 1 Corinthians in chapter 15 <clears throat> And all of these verses that I read are not necessarily uh, on this subject of, of um, his appearances, but, but some of them are, of course, but yet uh, other verses here I'm reading have to do with, with the resurrection. And so I'm reading more than just those concerning his appearances, just because of it pertaining to, to the day and uh, the resurrection power that uh, we can understand and believe for ourselves because of the resurrection of Jesus. So I think I will read uh, quickly read the first 26 verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain... For I declared unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And before I start this little list here now of those that saw him afterwards, notice how he says at the end of verse 3 and and the end of verse 4, according to the scriptures. They weren't reading from the New Testament at this time. You realize that. (laughs) They were reading from the Old Testament. But according to the Old Testament scriptures, it's there also. And according to the scriptures, according to their reading and understanding of the Old Testament scriptures, they believed this. They understood this. And so he could freely say, according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Now verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve. And Cephas there is Peter. And we will read something about that later. And then if I don't forget, and I don't think I will, I want to make a comment about his being seen of Peter soon after he rose from the dead. So verse 5, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Verse 6, after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet, meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether I, it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say among some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain? Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ... We are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his order, in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Praise God. Well, now let's look more specifically, then, or let's let's do look at um, some of the people that Christ appeared to shortly after his uh, his resurrection and their responses. So we will look at a few in the Gospel of John first of all. So you may turn to John chapter twenty. John chapter twenty. I, um I think um, to get the setting here and just to reinforce it in our mind of the things that were happening and did happen uh, I'll begin reading from the from the beginning of, uh, of the of the chapter uh, and read through verse 18 and then we'll we'll look at At Mary in her response. Then we'll read a few more verses and look at uh, the response of some others and so on. Beginning at at, at verse 1 and reading through uh, verse 18 at this time. This is John 20. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to The other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying, yet went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher. And seeth the linen clothes lie in the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own place, unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head head, and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? Jesus supposing him she supposing him to be the gardener saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God, and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her." Well, Mary's initial response was uh, literally interpreted here in English of today would be, teacher. That's the first thing she said, teacher. When he said, Mary, and she realized who it was, she said, teacher. Rabboni is the actual um, Hebrew word that, that she used there, as recorded here in the King James, <clears throat> in verse 16. You might have a note, that, uh, which, which is to say master, uh, and uh, more literally, as I said, would be teacher. That was her response. Initially, that the first thing. What else did she, what else was her response? Well, it says that uh, she told the disciples that she saw the Lord. In verse 18. And told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. That was another one of her responses. And then furthermore, the rest of the verse What else did she say? What else was her response? And that he had spoken these things unto her. So she also told the disciples what Jesus had said. So you could break that down into three things. She she called him teacher. She told the disciples she had seen the Lord. And she told them what Jesus had said. Let's look at the next few verses. Uh, As we look at these responses, uh, and I I won't necessarily make comments as to whether their uh, responses were positive, negative, or what we can learn from their responses. I won't always say that. Uh, You can think about it. Uh, Maybe it could be your homework if you want to dig into it further, but the Holy Spirit can tap us all on the shoulders right now and help us in in our responses and and learn and help us learn in a positive way about responses of those people and and our responses to to Jesus and His Word now. Well, let's look at the next few verses, verses 19 to 25. I'll read those at this time. Verse 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas One of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. so let's just think quickly about those that that were there and those that did see Jesus in these few verses, the disciples, most of the disciples, the, most of the the apostles, um, how does it say they responded? In verse uh, 20, it says, uh, with gladness, Um, they were glad when they saw the Lord, Um, looking at it in some other uh, translations and versions, it uses the word uh, responding with joy. And responding with rejoicing. So, gladness, joy, uh, rejoicing, in verse 20, that was their response. Furthermore, they responded in one other way, in verse 25. They told Thomas, We have seen the Lord. Now, looking at the next few verses, verses 26 to 29, now Thomas hasn't seen him yet. But now Thomas is going to have opportunity to see him, and he had a response. So let me read, let us read verses 26 to 29 now. Verse 26 says this, And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. I think I'll stop and say, because you weren't in our Sunday school class, most of you. But the thing was brought out that Jesus said, Peace be unto you. And one of the brethren said, Yes, it's here. And yet, and it's, and it's recorded several other times that he said that. And I've read it already two or three times this morning. Uh, and so, uh, if that can be helpful to you, that that was when Jesus appeared to various ones and various groups uh, in these first few days after his resurrection. That was something he said apparently, apparently a number of times to them. Peace be unto you. Uh, if that can be a, a blessing to you to realize His response, and uh, in times of uh, uncertainty, times of uh, confusion, uh, you can imagine you, the uncertainty and the confusion that they were going through at this time after He had, they had saw Him die on the cross, and here He appears to them. You know, this is Me. You know, I'm real peace be unto you. May that be a blessing to us. Continuing to read now, um, verse 27, then saith he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. So, now Thomas saw Jesus. And what was his response? My Lord and my God. Now, Thomas had been ministering and following Jesus for, you know, approximately uh, three years of ministry. And uh, I'm sure he had a, we take for granted that he understood who, who Jesus was mostly, for the most part, and, uh, but probably had some questions and misunderstandings like the rest of the, uh, the 12 did, uh, but, um, we take for granted he had a good relationship and believed that, yes, Jesus was, was the Messiah, uh, but, you know, what all he had in mind when he said, gave this response with these words, uh, we, we can't know for sure. We know it flowed for, you know, when he, when he saw Jesus, he knew for sure there was Jesus. He touched his wounds and his side and his, his hands and then out came my Lord and my God. We will read now uh, some verses in chapter 21. John 21. Um, I think I'll uh, I'll just uh, read a, few scattered verses here uh, and not read all of them, but um, just to get the the setting here, let me read the first few verses of John chapter 21. Uh, We have um, John responding to the risen Lord here. We have Peter responding several times to the risen Lord we have the disciples in general responding, those at least that were here in this setting, uh, them responding. So a few verses to start with from chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again. I mean, that, that's important, you know. Jesus showed himself again, okay? He's not trying to hide. He, he wants to, he he has a reason for, his life being different now than it was before the, uh, the crucifixion and resurrection, but yet he showed himself, himself numerous times at various places and settings to, to the believers. And so here it says Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And then it says, and on this wise showed he himself. So... Um, they were going fishing, and uh, it says how many of them it names names the ones that were that were there. And uh, verse four. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. When Jesus said unto them, "Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat?" They answered, "No." He said unto them, Cast ye a net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. And they did so. Look at verse 7 now. So this is a response from John, the writer here. <clears throat> um, verse 7 Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, and he called himself that various times, you, you realize, saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Okay, so that was John's response. John realized now, hey, this is Jesus. This is our resurrected master. And he tells the others, it is the Lord. That was his response. Peter has a response now in this very verse. And I've said this in another message before, but uh, I'll say it here again. You know, I used to read this and think that, that Peter jumped into the water because he didn't have all his clothes on like he thought he should have in front of Jesus or something, but that's not the case. Peter jumped into the water to get to Jesus as quick as possible. Maybe it was shallow, maybe he could swim well. I don't know. But he got there first. The other disciples came in the boat to the shore. Of course, you know, that's typical of Peter, as we've said before. Uh, So Peter's response to, to Jesus, Peter's response to the seeing of the resurrected Jesus, his response here was jumping into the water to get to him as quickly as possible. Look at verse 11. Well, verse 10, Jesus had a a command for them. Jesus says to them, verse 10, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. What was Peter's response? Peter, Simon Peter, went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Now, all of that verse is not important in the message this morning. (laughs) The, report, the important part for the message this morning is this. Peter responded quickly to Jesus. Peter responded quickly in, in obedience to Jesus. Quick response in obedience. That was Peter's response in, in that situation there. Now look at verse 12. Jesus said unto them, come and dine, and none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord. Now all the rest of the disciples are responding with acknowledgement. Yes, you are Jesus. Yes, you are the one that just died on the cross, and here you are, alive and well. They respond, responded by acknowledging that, yes, this is Jesus, the res, our resurrected Savior. Verse 12. Now, many of you realize what's coming here in verses uh, 15, 16, and 17 and so forth. And so it's a special response of Peter. Peter, again, is responding, and you could just say it in a general way. Peter responded in these three verses with love for Jesus, a response of love from Peter to Jesus, to Jesus the resurrected one.. Now let's turn to Luke chapter 24, Luke in chapter 24.) <clears throat> What was these two that were on the road to Emmaus, uh, what kind of response did they have? So they um, are, after some time, after some time, yes, they realized who they were talking to as they walked. Look at verse 31. This is Luke 24, verse 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. Okay, so now Jesus has appeared to them, and now at this point they realize, you know, there's who they were talking to. So they knew him, so he has appeared to them, and now they know him, they knew who it was, and he vanished out of their sight. What was their response to that appearing of Jesus to them. Their response was an acknowledgment of the fact that their conversation caused a burning in their hearts. So verse 32. And they acknowledge; they, they responded this, this way. Did not our heart burn within us? They realized the power of God, the power of Jesus, the power of their risen Savior, caused that special feeling in their hearts as they talked to him. They acknowledged his talking to them. Did not our hearts burn within us? That's the first part. While he talked to us, by the way. They acknowledged the risen Savior talked to them. They further acknowledged that He explained the scriptures to them. The end of verse 32. And while He opened to us the scriptures, they acknowledged that. They responded with that acknowledgement. Furthermore, they're not done responding yet to this appearance of Jesus to them. In verse 34, saying, let let me just read verse 33. And they arose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together. And them that were with them, saying... The Lord is risen indeed. That was their response. Another one of their responses I should say. And furthermore in that little short verse, verse 34, they say something else. And hath appeared to Simon Peter. I'll come back to Simon because I told you I would, but let me look at their response also in verse 35. And they told what things were done in the way. A further response is they told these two, they were on the road to Emmaus, told the others that they were now with what had happened along the way on that road to Emmaus. They told the others what had happened. So we read in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus, it said specifically that he have appeared to Cephas, which is Peter. It just says that. Just why? It just says it, okay? And here it does it again. And hath appeared to Simon. But we have no record of, of just Jesus and Peter meeting up with each other. We don't have the recording of, of that happening, other than it just said it happened here, and it said it happened in First Corinthians 15. I have the feeling that that meeting of Peter with Jesus was so intimate and so emotional that God seen it best not to record the details in the scripture. You realize that Peter had stood there and flat out denied Jesus three times as Jesus prophesied. And Peter said, no, he swore. No, of course I won't deny you. And yet he did. And I believe Jesus met with Peter privately for, his, for you know the reason. That Peter could have a chance to hug him and kiss him and, and to say, I'm sorry. and what, We don't know what happened. I said, I believe it's not recorded because it was so intimate and emotional probably. But yet we have that it did happen in 1 Corinthians 15 and right here. <clears throat> Do you have those meetings with Jesus once in a while, when uh, you have uh, sinned against him, and you need to have a a special give a special response to him? And it uh, it's good; it can be done in private, you know. In uh, verses. Um, Thirty-six to forty-three. We have some more responses here. Uh, so we, you know, we have the two that were on the road to Emmaus. We have uh, the eleven and and those that were with them. You see that in verse thirty-three. So we have a group of people here: the two on the road, the eleven plus some others that were with them. Uh, it says that. Um, They uh, responded with uh, terror and fear. Look at verse 37. But they were terrified and affrightened. So that was a response to at least, uh, from at least some of that group. We don't know necessarily if, if all of them responded the same way. Some of them had maybe already seen him before. But some of them at least uh, responded with terror and, and, and fear. That's verse 37. Uh, it says there, thinking they, uh, that he was a spirit or a ghost. Okay, they, they, they knew he was died, he, he was dead. And furthermore, he was sealed up in a tomb. And uh, so they assumed that what they were seeing must be his ghost. Verse 37. <clears throat> Look at verse 41. And while they yet believed not for joy and wonder, Now you put that together. Uh, I I would interpret this. In in fact, one translation I looked at said this: "Too good to be true." Okay. (laughs) Too good to be true. Joy and wonder, or joy and doubt, is really what it means. Uh, They believed not. It was too good to be true, uh, because of it was too joyful. And yet they, they doubt it at the same time. Uh, so, you've used that phrase yourself different times. Probably too good to be true. That's what could be said of that verse. That kind of response. That response. <clears throat> okay, I, I bring this to a conclusion then by looking at a, a few verses in, in the Gospel of Mark. Um, Chapter 16 of Mark. Look at verse uh, 14. Chapter 16 of Mark and verse 14. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So even when others had reported to them that we have seen the Lord, some of them still did not believe. And it says, that it uses the words unbelief, it uses the word hardness of heart, and believe not. Believe not other witnesses. That was their response. We can't leave this little portion without looking then at the response of Jesus because of their response. So what does he say? In verse 14, Afterward he appeared unto the eleven, as they said at meat. And this is what he did. This was his response to their response. And upbraided them. So likely some of your Bibles have another word uh, there in a footnote or something. Or you might have another translate. I looked in several. So King James used the word upbraided. Uh, the word rebuked is used. The word scolded is used. And the word reproached. Is used. That was Jesus' response to their response of unbelief. We get right to the last verse now of Mark 16. And we have a changed response. A changed response, and just note four things in verse 20. Note four things, verse 20, and the first two have to do with this change response. What does it say? What's the first thing it says? It says they went forth. They went forth because of their, that was their response to the risen Lord. That was their response to the ascended Lord. Now they went forth. What does it say next? And preached everywhere. That was their response to the risen Lord that now had ascended. They preached everywhere. Now earlier, you know, they, they did not believe. Uh, they had hardness of heart, some of them. They believed not the testimony of others. But now they went forth and they preached everywhere. A change in response. The verse is not done yet. The Lord working with them. You see, the Lord had rebuked them, but now it says the Lord working with them. He rebukes us to help us. He rebukes us to help us and to help his work. Yes, he does. How do I respond to his rebukes to me? How are you responding to his rebukes in in your life? You know. And the last thing. And confirming the word with signs following. The word or their preaching. It starts out with their preaching. The word or their preaching was confirmed. Such a response by their positive response of going forth and preaching and having a positive response to the resurrected Lord, the Lord worked with them and their preaching was confirmed. We have a responsibility. We will, we will be responding one way or the other. Uh, to, to the resurrected Lord. I trust ours can all be positive. Let's have a closing song.